Hello, listeners. My name is Samir. My co-hosts are Keandra and Zachary, and you are listening to our podcast called Muslims on the Proximate Effects of COVID-19 Experience. This podcast, it aims to explore and explain the extent that COVID-19 affects how we and the people in our community have been experiencing and observing proximates. Yes. Uh, so, Tamia. Mm-hmm. You bring up a really great point because, um, so guys, Zach and Tamia, did you guys know that uh, living in regions that have uh, historically suffered from high levels of infectious disease mm. are less extroverted? Um, they exhibit higher, uh, well, higher social uh, conformity. Uh, they use less physical contact, uh, like shaking hands or hugging, shaking hands, things like that. So they, they tend to use less of that, and uh, they like to keep further apart from each other. So. Basically, the more that your region or region has been exposed to like some kind of epidemic, the more likely that they are to display uh, less like, uh, you know, touching and and, and, uh, create more space between themselves. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was by the Journal of uh, American Psychological Association, by the way. That's interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, so it's it's a great opportunity, you know to kind of cover this this topic of the uh, pandemic you know uh, so basically what we're going to be doing today is explaining the of uh, proxemics and the cultural significance as well as like how it, it was versus uh you know previously before covid and then post covid uh especially in regards to like uh interpersonal distance right which is a big thing with prox- prox- proxemetics and um you know any possible in- inferences or friction points uh with changes to proxim to proxemics and just you guys our overall experiences with it uh, thus far. Okay, so basically, proxim proxemics is the study of space and how we use it, how it makes us feel more or less comfortable, how we arrange objects in ourselves in relation to space. Um, let me see. So some examples of proxemics are social distance meaning you know eye contact it is essential you may you know project your voice practicing social distance so that they will hear you to avoid avoid constant interaction you know no touching um proximates has pretty much been part of culture you know some people prefer their personal space it has become more recommended because you know, we are in a pandemic and it has blown up our entire livelihood. I know for myself that being proximate wasn't enough. I was I didn't use it enough is pretty much what I was saying. Something I didn't deem that I needed until now. And I understand others others need that personal space though. Um, I do now. I kind of get anxious being around others. That's weird mm-hmm. because I wasn't at first, but yeah. now I am. I could see that for sure. For sure. I mean, I was always a little anxious, but it's heightened. You know what I mean? Now it's definitely heightened for sure. Mm-hmm. I had COVID at least four times. I'm not oh, wow. kidding you. Like, it was that bad. Like that bad. So wait, <laughs> but I understand. So from your perspective, then, how did it feel having COVID? And then, like, if there were anybody around you or had to, or within a certain distance of you, um, like, family even included how did that how did that um how did they deal with that like proxemic space between you and them being that you had it 
Um, well, when I did tell them and I started showing symptoms, everybody was so standoffish. And I understand, I understand because they didn't want to contract it. Now I am very on it. Like I wear masks, I do my hand sanitizer. I'm not so much of a touchy feely huggy person anymore. Um, I know for sure I take it more seriously now. In the beginning, I didn't. I was like, oh, okay, well, this might blow over. This might be some swine flu type of thing that we had like a couple of what that was years ago but mm-hmm. now i'm 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 on it i'm on it i'm serious about it now <laughs> that's kind of how i was too i didn't think of it it was really anything until one of my family members got it and then i was kind of like okay it's kind of serious uh, oh it's not yeah yeah, okay. yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. okay okay i mean um i i get that for sure i mean the personal like interpersonal distance is like completely changed right like mm-hmm. i know like for like for for me anyway family it, it you know it didn't change too much um a little bit but not so much because i was always around my i have two kids okay, so um you know we, i had to be around them regardless you know that wasn't gonna whether any of us had got covid or not which we didn't thank mm-hmm. the lord but um yeah i think where, where i would say that that interpersonal distance really shifted for me would be like the military since I'm active duty army um I've been in for 10 years right so I've never dealt with the pandemic in the army before but mm-hmm. it for sure changed the was just the whole thing like um our training you know physical fitness wearing a mask at all times I mean we were having to work out in a mask that is completely like it was so hard does that make you feel difficult to breathe like absolutely mm-hmm. yeah so I had to learn how to run with a mask basically um mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I mean, like, part of my job is like leadership, right? So like, I, it's like the foundation of we call it trust, right? In order to build it, and like, I don't know about you guys, but it was so hard to like establish that trust. I mean, I'm a very hands-on. It's a very like personal person, you know, person to person kind of a job, and it was just really hard to do that wearing a mask and like trying to stay six feet away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so difficult, you know. Um, and then, you know, working from home, the, the miscommunications, oh my gosh, like just trying to do Zoom or team calls at from work. And it was just like so difficult, right? To establish that, that you know, mm-hmm. they'll communicate effectively with that space being kind of taken away. Um, That's hard for me. Like now I, I don't do well. I work, I sell insurance, so I work from home. Mm-hmm. And talking to people from different regions, they have different accents and everything. I don't do well with that. I do well with face to face. But now that we're in this pandemic, uh, I have to try my best to maneuver and adapt to it. <clears throat> oh, I mean, but on the other hand, though, you see, we're talking about how what we experienced. But like, you know, on the flip on the flip side of that, like my mother, she's very antisocial. And I, you know, I spoke with her about this and she's big on like, uh, and even some of the cadets too within my, like, uh, my ROTC department. And, you know, a lot of, some of them are, are, you know, they're not very, they're not big on being around other people. They never were like my mom, she doesn't, she doesn't go to grocery store. She hates it. And so like for her, it was like the complete opposite effect. Right. Whereas like Mm -hmm. we're stuck in the house the entire time. Right. And, you know, uh, our book talks about the intimate, how it's, you know, the intimate zone is considered zero to 18 inches um but and obviously it's depending on the person and the culture or whatever but like 
we were stuck in this tiny apartment, you know, all of us, it's, there's five of us in this three bedroom apartment. And, and, you know, there were some definite personal, you know, interpersonal distance violations happening, mm-hmm. happening for them. For sure. Um, so the person that I kind of asked some of these questions to interviewed was my mom. She, her career in, was in an office for the past 24 years. So she was kind of all around people her whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, when COVID hit, she had to relocate remotely. So it was a big change for her. She wasn't around anybody but me really in the mm-hmm. house. And I was kind of just listening to her on calls all day long. So it definitely took a toll on her. So I asked her some of these questions. Um, one of the things that she said about uh, proximity being an important nonverbal cue, she brought up a good example. Intruding in somebody's personal space nowadays is almost exclusively allowed for personal relationships, but it can affect important relationships. For an example, with a student and teacher in a classroom. Keeping mm-hmm. distance in a safe, but the stu- keeping a safe distance is good. But the student would need nonverbal cues from the teacher to stay engaged. If that makes mm-hmm. any sense. That is amazing. That's true. Yeah. I thought that was really good too. And just hearing that from somebody that hasn't doesn't really know anything about proximics. Because when I said proximics, she didn't. She kind of almost like wanted to look it up. And what mm-hmm. how I explained it to her was like proximity, basically the same thing. Think about it like that. Your area of space, mm-hmm. and it kind of just clicked in her head that way. Yeah, that makes that no. That's actually a really good point. Like my son has ADD, and um, oh my, I, I mean, so difficult to keep him engaged. That he just he didn't know his teacher. He didn't trust. His, you know what I mean? He didn't have that established. Yeah. So that's a really great example. It was very difficult dealing with stuff like that for sure. I understand. My son he has Down syndrome, and like he's wow. just he just started school. Uh, it's a lot. Um, mm-hmm. He he don't know personal space. <laughs> he need his mommy. <laughs> he need his mommy, and he he like his first. I would say he had just started school around that time when COVID happened. So for that to just go away now, he adapt and it's really hard for him. Yeah, yeah I think it's been it's been frustrating uh, for for pretty much. It's either sides that you're on, you know, whichever, you know, however way you flip it, it's probably been like frustrating. It's for sure been exhausting. Time's lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for sure. And then, um, you know, even uninspiring sometimes, you know, you're like, yeah, when is this going to be done? Another good point that she brought up, I was just like, wow, like, again, she has, she doesn't know anything about this and she was just giving me good points, was mm-hmm. the change of appropriate, what we would call appropriate space from what it was now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and the other questions that y'all kind of hit on and answered about, I don't know if y'all said anything about the cultures and how they difference, but she was talking about how in some like Latin cultures, it's, it's more appropriate to hug and kiss on the cheek when you're greeting mm-hmm. somebody. That's more of like, you know, you know you that you're comfortable. Nowadays, you don't really see that going on much unless you're very, very comfortable. Mm. See, I don't know that because I didn't grow up in an affectionate household. And that's the crazy part. That's why I'm such a touchy person. That's why. Okay, yeah, that, yeah that's, that does make sense, yes. That's what I learned from this project. <laughs> I'm a touchy but- person. <laughs> Or yeah, that even the even the most antisocial corners of us, at you know being completely isolated like that from people, or or even just being up on people so much, it 
about those emotions of like loneliness or like you know frustration or something like that depending on who you are for sure I know I grew up in a Mexican household and we're always hugging kissing on the cheeks those kind of things similar and like now you even look at somebody like you <laughs> trying to hug them <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're like uh-uh get away from me for real uh, so I, I got a question then for you guys um you know just hearing you know our thoughts kind of jumbled in here together like this um would you guys like do anything differently or not uh as far as like how it applies to like interpersonal distance or anything like that or there or, or even just this project like would you guys do anything differently do you have a different understanding of mm-hmm. proxemics now yeah i do i know for sure what i learned i need to give people their six feet 50 feet any other feet they need to give it to them because i don't want to get covered again and i know personal space now <laughs> yeah i would say i was never really one to be like super close around anybody but definitely this project made me realize like the uh, from other people's perspectives and like you know what I mean? How it affects and cause and effect and how it works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely learned like just the importance of it, like a proximity to like the foundation of relationships. Because like, I mean, it doesn't, and it, the crazy thing is it doesn't matter what type of relationship it was. Um, like I know they, in proxim, in proxim, proximetic, I can't ever say the word right, but in that they talk a lot about like, you know, the difference between intimate relationships versus like social versus professional. But like, you know, I feel like in all those spaces, it was changed in some way because of COVID-19, you know what I mean? So in any of those spaces, it's not going to be the same moving forward, like the long-term effects, be it professional, social or intimate. I agree. I didn't think about that either. Yeah. It's a good point. Well, we just want to thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast and what we had to say today about proximics. Yes. See you later.